Uh, okay, guys, find a seat, grab, pull out your stuff. Miss Robin's got some great pie and fall-oriented stuff for you to work on. Well, how's everybody doing? You guys having a great week? Yeah. It's amazing how quickly things can turn. We were in snow just a little while ago, and now we're back to that beautiful fall weather, which I love. I've been so enjoying it. And I was thinking with Jessica talking about how we're all pieces of the pie and we're an ingredient of what goes on. I was going to tag right on along with what she was talking about this morning. And so if you're following along in your Bibles, you can join me over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in chapter 12, verse 12, this is what Paul says to the Corinthians. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. And as I was reading that this week, it made me think of the kindergarten song that they make Harrison and Bennett learn. It's head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, eyes and ears and mouth and nose, head and shoulders, knees and toes. And in the body of Christ, there are many parts. And we often get, the, get the, the picture, if we look across as a whole, that the church is a bunch of ministers, they're a bunch of pastors, or they're worship teams. But churches are made up of many parts, of which you are one. In Colossians, Paul told them, he said, Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. And so when we talk about the body, we're talking about the church. You can't separate Jesus's body and the church because they are one. Adam, can you turn me down just a little bit? I'm ringing in my own ears. And so when we talk about the church, we're talking about church universal. There are many churches all over the world. There's many churches in this town, but we're also talking about church local, and that's right where you are. And so Paul goes on in chapter 12 of Corinthians. He says, some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we've all been baptized into, everybody say, one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. When Emerson was being led by the Holy Spirit, that's the same Holy Spirit who leads you when you ask. If you ask, He'll show you things to come. He'll bring things to your remembrance. He'll lead you into peace. Those are the things he does because Jesus said he does them, not because of me. Go read John chapter 14 and John chapter 16. Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit there. But we all come from different backgrounds, but we all come together in Christ. And thank God for those different backgrounds. I am very happy you don't, are not like me, that you are like you, that you've been through things that I haven't been through because I can draw on your experience and you can draw on my experience. And when we come together, what we may be lacking, someone else makes up. You know, we don't have to be everything to ourselves all the time. And society is increasingly moving towards everything is independent, based all around you, but really life is not about you. Life ceased being about you a long time ago when you surrendered it at the foot of the cross and received Jesus. Life is about Jesus. And your background is important. You may not be proud of the things you've gone through, 
but somebody else needs your testimony. Somebody else needs where you've come from and your perspective on things. And so we all have a different focus that where we've come from, but we all come together in Christ Jesus, and we need all of us. In verse 14, it says, Yes, the body has many different parts, and not just one part. How funny would it be if a big old schnoz walked into the room with arms and legs? Or a big old eyeball? We'd have Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. in the house. The church needs more than just pastors. The church needs more than just prophets and apostles and teachers, evangelists and missionaries. The church needs more all of us. Verse 15, he says, if the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that make it any less a part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? You know, it's funny because we often look at what other people are doing and being, oh, they're so good at what they're doing. I wish I was more like them. You don't need to be more like them. You need to be more like you. How you feel about your place in the body doesn't change the nature of the place God has called you to fulfill. And when you stand in the position that God has called you to, that's when you find true fulfillment and true satisfaction in Christ Jesus. You know, if you were a carpenter and you love to be a carpenter, Carpentry is just what you love. You get up, you build houses, you build everything. You're just like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world for you to be stuck in front of a computer writing lines of code? But so many of us in the body of Christ are doing the same thing. God has called us to fulfill a part and we're trying to fill somebody else's hole. I said this a year ago when we were teaching on a similar subject and I offended a bunch of people. And at the, the risk of doing it again, I'm going to repeat myself because it's just as strong as my spirit when I heard it, the Holy Spirit say it then. There are no I just attend church parts. Is there a part of your body that does not have a purpose? Oh, I heard where you're going. <laughs> well, I don't have my appendix anymore. They told me I didn't need it, so they cut it out when it became inflamed. Well, actually, you know that research says that your appendix actually holds a copy of your gut flora and that when you go through sickness and your gut flora gets wiped out, your appendix repopulates it. It works as a reboot system for your stomach. Now, you can get along without it. There's other ways that we can work around it, but it still serves a purpose. If you want to know how important parts of your body are, try going a day without them. If you didn't have your eyes, you'd stub a lot of toes. If you didn't have a nose, you wouldn't be able to smell how good those pies smell. Mm -mm -mm -mm. And I'm going to have some good pie when we're done. But there are no people called just to attend church because every joint and every part in your body is necessary and needed. How funny would it be if your liver showed up to your body every third Tuesday and said, I'm here, but don't expect me to filter any toxins out of your blood. But why do we find that acceptable as Christians? Well, I'm just going to show up when it's convenient for me, and I'm just going to be here because I've come to receive. You realize 
It says give and it shall be given unto you. You want to get better times out of church? Put your hand to the plow and work with us. But well, if I'm the kids, I can't hear the message. That's why we post it on wordchurch.ca slash media. Go ahead. If you miss the service, go ahead and get back into it. What part do I, am I to fulfill? The one God has called you to and where he's put you. You know, if you ask Holy Spirit like Hunter did, where's my reading book? If you say, God, where would you like me to fulfill a part in your body, in your church? He'll tell you. And then get hooked up. You know, in verse 18 it says, Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Wouldn't it be funny if you had kneecaps on your elbows? Or noses on your ears? Or toes on your hands? I'm not trying to pick things up. He's placed each part exactly where he wants it. And who are we to say, God, I think I know better than you? He says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weak and least important are actually the most necessary. Everybody say, most necessary. You know that sometimes we feel like what we can contribute really isn't that important. Well, you know, if I don't come this morning, it's okay. I'm just on slides. Or I'm just, I'm just with the nursery today. I'm sure somebody else can fulfill it. I want to tell you a, 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 something that will shock you all. There's days when I wake up and think, you know, they really don't need to hear this message I'm about to preach. <laughs> and you know, it's just as big of a lie when the devil tells me that as when he tells you that what you do is unimportant. It is a huge lie, not just a little one. And so if the devil tells you that you are unimportant and you are not needed, guess what you are? important and needed because he doesn't know how to do anything but lie and so if he's speaking it to you he's wrong hearts are designed to pump blood and lungs are designed to move air and veins were designed to carry the blood and the oxygen all over to different parts of the body you may not be the heart you may not be the lungs but maybe you are the conduit through which the vision gets to others around it doesn't change how important you are just because the vision didn't come from you i want to tell you a story back in june miss marnie i'm going to pick on you i was going to talk to you earlier but i missed you Back in June, we were having an awesome time of worship on that Sunday morning. Miss Marnie was up at the front. She was worshiping God. And unbeknownst to her, a young mother came into the service with her young kids. And they sat near the back. And Miss Marnie was just worshiping. And the Holy Spirit told you, go back to your seat. How often when you're up here just worshiping God, does God say, go, go sit down? <laughs> and when she got to the back... She saw the kids there, and the Holy Spirit said, go get them a glass of water. And so she went to the back, she filled up little cups of water, and she gave them to these little kids. And the mom was like, oh, thank you. And then Jessica said, you know what? I feel like we need to pray for people right now. If you need prayer, come down. And that young mother, never been here before, turns to Marnie and says, can you watch my kids? I really need to go up there. And she got to the front, she met my wife Robin, and there she broke down and said, I need help. And she found Jesus that day. If Miss Marnie would have said, that's okay, 
I would rather stay here and worship. There'd be one less person in the kingdom of heaven. So, Miss Marnie, thank you for being obedient. Now, let's think about this. What if we were all that mindful of the purpose that God has given us? How many more people could step into the kingdom? Paul says this, when we're all in our place, it makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. And if one part suffers, all suffer with it. What's your neighbor going through? You don't know if they've had a great day or a good bad day, but guess what? When they're down, so are you because we're all connected. But you know what? When they're down and you're up, you can lift them up. It says, and if one part is honored, all parts are glad. In Acts chapter 2, it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Now, this is one of those times where Pastor Jordan would say, listen and read different translations every once in a while to have a different perspective. If you only ever read it from this perspective, you would be missing an important part in this verse. If we switch over to the New King James, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So they weren't just together it said they were in one accord. Now, what does that mean? They weren't driving a Honda. They weren't making their way across the streets of Jerusalem in a Honda. This is what the word one accord means. It's the word homothomiden, and you don't have to remember that, but you should remember the definition. It means to rush along together in unison. It means they were all moving in the direction together, all talking the same type of language. Meaning they had the same purpose. And for them, that day their purpose was, Jesus said, let's stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. And so everybody in the room wasn't thinking, you know what, I need to get home to my pot roast. They were thinking, Holy Spirit's coming. My goodness, we're ready. Send him down, Jesus. They were together in purpose and in mind. When we come together, whenever it's a Sunday service or any other type of service we do, we come together to help each other and others find their spiritual destiny. And that's the direction we all move together. If Gail's heading one way and Mitch is heading another and I'm heading down the center, we ain't moving together. We're fulfilling our own purpose. And God has called us as a church to fulfill His purpose. Now, there's an interesting note on the word homothomide, and it means, says this. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded, which, while different, harmonize in pitch and tone. And as the instruments of a great concert, under the direction of a concertmaster, the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of the members of Christ's church. You know, if you pull out the oboe in an orchestra, it sounds a little odd by itself. But when you mix it in with the trumpet and the clarinet and the trombone and the bass section and the drums, it all begins to form together. And I was thinking about this song. Why don't you take a listen with me?
Now, my wife's first comment was, look at the teeth. <laughs> Very iconic song that made Pete instantly have flashbacks of his days when he had hair. Easily recognizable, they sing it in stadiums around the world during sporting events. But how different would that song be if it was just me? But now when Christopher adds, now Pete adds, come on, Jessica. Come on, Adam. Come on, Garnet. Come on, everybody. The power dynamics of the song instantly change as the parts all come into their place. Though Freddie Mercury may be one of the most iconic voices of the 20th century, without the unison of we will, we will rock you, he's just one voice in a crowd. Let's think about the church now for a second. As we all come together and we fill our purpose, we fill our function, all the pieces begin to come into place and the power dynamics change. When they were all in one accord on the day of Pentecost, when they were all doing their own thing on the day of Pentecost, wait, no, it, didn't, it doesn't have the same ring. When they were all ready to receive the Holy Spirit, He showed up. Yeah. When we come to church on Sunday mornings, are you ready for Him to show up? Are you ready for your life to be transformed that day? Not tomorrow, not another day. Are you ready today for it to be your day? Are you ready today for it to be your neighbor's day? Are you ready for God to revolutionize your life? He does it when we work together. And the world may tell you, you're only as strong as you allow yourself to be, but guess what? You're only as strong as the neighbor standing next to you. Because as the body of Christ, we are a chain. We link together. And when you are weak, someone else is strong. And so in verse 27, he said, All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. And he says, here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. There's apostles, there's prophets, there's teachers, there's those who do miracles, there's those who have the gift of healing, there's those who can help others, there's those who have the gift of leadership, there's those who speak in an unknown language. He says, are all apostles? You don't need to be the apostle. Are all prophets? You don't need to be the prophet. Are we all teachers? You don't need to be the teacher. But maybe you are. Maybe God has put the teaching gift in you so that you can impart it to others. There's going to be more than just me. We have kids that get taught every Sunday, and the teacher gift can flow through you. It says, do all have the power to do miracles? It says, do all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? He says, of course not. But he said, you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Where do you find your place? What needs help? Get involved and you'll find yourself grow. Mm -hmm. So what peace are you? You're the peace we need. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ.
We thank you for the blessing that you have called it to be to this world. And I thank you that you give us wisdom, you give us unction, you give us understanding. Father, that you point out to the places that we need to be filling so that we can come together to reach this town, Father. We thank you right now. Declare this with me. Smith Falls shall be saved. We thank you that people will find their spiritual destiny in our community. Maybe you're not from that community, but God has called you to this church. You will love this community because God will put a love in your heart for it. Yeah, that means you can still love those around you. But you know what? This town is going to be reached by this church. Lots of other great churches in this town doing good things. And I pray God bless them. God overflow them. Send them the parts they need. Send them the resources they need. Let's just explode into the streets in every church in this town, Father. We thank you that it's not just all about us, but it's about your name and your word going forth to those who need Jesus. And Jesus, if you be lifted up, you said that you'll draw all men unto you. And so we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Maybe you've been watching us via the internet this morning and you have not met Jesus. You have not found your place. Don't let it go another second before you give your life to Jesus. He will transform your life and the way you see things. So right now we're all going to pray with you. And I want you just to open your heart and lift up your hands and speak these words with us. Jesus, I receive you. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I invite you into my heart. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time this morning, I want you to get in contact with us so that we can get you hooked up with a good church in your area. And if you're here this morning, hey, I invite you to hook up with us. We got, we're a good church in this community. Let's work together and accomplish the mission of God for this town. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. And we give you praise in your name. Amen. You guys are all blessed. Have a wonderful week. It's Harvest Pie Sunday. Let's eat some pie and have some fellowship.